Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. Are they? I hope so. <laughs> That's my <laughs> hope. Right, listen, stories are always a great way to get people going and to learn from. I love storytelling. Storytelling is such a big part of what I've always done is just present a story. Even when I was practicing as a clinician, I would do it in terms of a story um, to, to try to convey you know, what was going on, what was going to happen, and what the outcomes could possibly be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like listening to stories. And most of what I consume is listening to conversations, which essentially are people telling their stories, right? And it's, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> so it seems like I do a lot of that. I'll watch documentaries and things. Mm -hmm. And uh, funny enough, I was listening to a podcast that was four years old. And it was two people that I've, I've recently discovered over probably the last year. And it was Ed Milet and Bedros Koulian. And I think we've talked about Bedros before with his Squire program and amazing thing that he does. And this was kind of before anybody knew Bedros. And Ed did a great job of uncovering everything about him and his origin story. And it was really cool because I've seen the guy on social media, didn't know much about him. And, and he really dug in to how he built this business and how he was a crazy failure in the beginning. And he had all these wrong things going on and he wasn't the greatest person. And he, as he went through... There was a 50 seconds of this, which I've saved, and I'll make a post out of it one day on social media. I'll put it here. But there was 50 seconds out of an hour-long podcast that I think changed the course of mine and Tom's business and our life and mm -hmm. for sure our perspective. And Tom and I talked about that and elaborated. But really what it was is the difference between someone who is self-employed and someone who is an entrepreneur. So I think we're going to take today to, to discuss our revelations on that, what we heard, how we think, and, and really how Tom and I are trying to move Atomic Business Coaching forward, focused on how to help these self-employed people. Sound good, Tom? That sounds great. Yeah. This, you know, it's so interesting. I came across this piece of data. I was looking for something on this when we were talking about it. And this is a little scary. Did you know that the fatality rate in 2022 was four times higher for self-employed people than for employed people. And that's just staggering because it, it just goes to show you the importance of really creating life harmony with your, in your life and your business and creating that harmony in between and making sure that you're making time for your mind, your body and your business, right? Making time for your, yourself. And I was just like floored by that, like, Four percent, four times higher, four times higher. Yeah, so, I, and there's so it's a lot of pressure, you know, and it kind of contradicts that ideology that a lot of people have that employees are unhappy people, and that <laughs> self-employed and 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 business owners are happy people. And there's, there's that you know that myth. There's a myth there because not everybody always understands what it really takes to be self-employed. And. You know, there's it's there's nothing wrong. We're business coaches, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with being an employee. No, there isn't. And, you know, I, my wife's an employee. Tom's wife's an employee. You know, my father was a very successful employee. 
Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. But when people decide to be self-employed, before they do it, when they're thinking about it and they're about to take the jump off the cliff, it's super exciting. Until they get involved with it. And this is what this podcast with, with Ed and Bedros made me realize, or this one cool section was the difference between someone who is self-employed and someone who is an entrepreneur. And, you know, many people have their own definitions of all these different things. And, and, you know, if you look up the definition of an entrepreneur, it's someone who's willing to take unreasonable financial risk. You know, that's really what it means. But what I think people who are just self-employed are, and what I've noticed in my pattern recognition that I try to really stay true to these days, is that self-employed people are living in this revenue generation purgatory. Mm. And what happens through this is as an employee, you typically in America work 40 hours a week, right? Maybe you get a couple of weeks paid vacation and you go home and you're supposed to end your day. And, and most people do. And that's it. And that's all they're really having to do. Well, as someone who's self-employed, it, it doesn't really end, right? It's you have all these other things that you have to do. Well, as someone who is an entrepreneur, you have some other support systems, Okay. And you can delegate a lot of these things. And what we try to do with atomic business coaching is help people go from being self-employed to becoming an entrepreneur so that they can own a business instead of owning a job. And that's what I'm finding with many of the clients Tom and I are working with is that self-employed people basically own a job. That's all they've really created for themselves. But now they have a crazy boss because they're their own boss <laughs> they're crazy demanding boss <laughs> who overworks them and underpays them and when if you actually do the math the amount of hours that they're working versus the amount of compensation that they're taking they're almost working for minimum wage so at that point why not just go get a job right what is the point so i think that's what we want to talk about today is is what's the difference between you know just being self-employed or becoming that entrepreneur who owns their own business and has the full support in owning that. Yeah, I, I think that's a, you know, a great point. The amount of time that you work in and on your business, you're making minimum wage. And, and that is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's like, I'm doing all of this work, all of this work, and, and I'm committed to myself. I'm committed to doing the work, but it's not yielding what I expect it to yield. And one of the things that we do see, you know, you know, a lot of people that are self-employed don't have anything higher than a high school education. You know, that is like, 20, what was it, 21%? Yeah, I think the stat was, no, if you're under, if you're under, if you have a high school diploma or less, it was something like 12% of the self-employed population is that. Right. Where it's funny enough, when we, when we looked at some of the other information, people who had, hold on, let me look it up. I had it before. Let me look it up again. Where is it? The, the, the very interesting one, I guess that's not that interesting, but it was interesting is the people who had much higher degrees or more education, there was not a, as many of them as you would have, or I would have thought, right? Right. That were self-employed. Yeah. And you know, this, I mean, it's, it's so interesting because what we see in, in our, we have such a diverse group and most of the people are either have a high school diploma or they have a master's degree and one even has a doctorate. You know, we're, we're working with them and it's, it's 
a lot of the times it's really the life experiences that people have that direct what it is they're going to do in their business. And they don't always know what it is that they need to do. And that's what makes the job that much harder. But what's the data on that? Yeah. So this is, and just so you know who we're getting this data from, you know, the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics. So hopefully you think they're reputable. It's up to you, but that's where we're getting our data from right now. So if you have less than a high school diploma, it's 12% of the total self-employed people. Mm. By the way, the total self-employed people um, is about 10% of the workforce. 10%, which yes. is sounds very small, right? Right. Compared to how many people talk or wish they were. What, what was that other thing? 70% of Americans want to be self-employed. Yeah. They said want. 6 or 10% actually are. So yeah. 70% want to be and yeah. 10% actually are. So 12% of people have less than a high school diploma, right? If we start looking, 16% have a doctorate, okay? Professional degree, there's about 22%. A master's degree is only nine. A bachelor's degree is 12. And then some college is nine. But the, the idea behind this is it's spread out. Yeah. It's spread out amongst all the different experience, expertise, knowledge. There's not one way like, oh my gosh, if I get a doctorate, I'm going to be self-employed. Or, you know what, I'm just going to learn a trade. If I go to trade school, I'm going to become an expert at this skill, have mm -hmm. talent in something. Then I'll go create my own business out of it. It's well diverse. It's well spread out across um, educational standards. Right. And, and that's what's so fascinating about it. And that's what I think sometimes, you know, is it, we try to approach everyone in a very similar fashion, right? That's our process. We, 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 we help people to go from the self-employed to entrepreneurial state. And when you're working with someone, it really doesn't matter what degree you have at the end of the day. It, what matters is, is how you take what we're, we offer and help you with and how you're able to implement that. And that's where holding you accountable is really what our role is in your business, is holding you accountable as the leader of your business to be able to implement the tools that you need to implement to take you to that next level of entrepreneurship. Because if you don't have the tools and controllers, right? Controlling is a very difficult thing that a lot of people struggle with in forming a business. They want to control everything and they don't know how to let go of everything. But through our process, we help you to let go so that you can form that team underneath you that entrepreneurs and business owners need. Well, I'm reading another stat here and this is interesting. So um, since 2000, the percentage of self-employed people that have paid employees has gone down by 14%. Whoa. There's more self-employed people. Less of them have paid employees. Wow. But that's interesting because many of the clients who come to us are solopreneurs or, you know, maybe have some people that are freelancers mm -hmm. and they are self-employed. They are doing absolutely everything. And that's why the success rate is, you know, it takes about five years to really have a successful business. When people come to us and they are usually just self-employed where their business owns them, they don't own the business. What's happening is we're, we're helping to build out the whole infrastructure of how to own the business. Because at the end of the day, if you're the owner of the business, your true job is to make the decisions and delegate the tasks. You're not supposed to be doing the work. Nope. 
right? You may come up with the idea, you may drive the mission and the vision of the company, but you really shouldn't be doing the day-to-day operations. That's what you should be delegating out. And you should be driving the car or driving the bus or steering the ship, so to speak, right? And that's really what your purpose as the leader of the organization is. Now, if you have a passion for a thing that you do, like, you know, I know photographers that they own a business and they want to still take photographs. That's great. But when you own a successful business, you can pick and choose who you're working with, right? You don't have to work with everybody and you certainly don't have to put your marketing hat on and your sales hat on, your accounting hat on and all these different hats. And that's what happens to most self-employed people and why they become overwhelmed is they're dealing with every aspect of the business, either because they're fearful and they don't want to let this go. They have trust issues or, or other things, which is why it's great having Tom as a life coach. Okay. Or they have no education or no experience. They have no knowledge of, of that. And that's where I come in to give them the resources that I have or experience that I've had either with myself or helping other clients. But it's it's really about the unknown or the fear of it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't sit in that, like I said, that revenue generation purgatory for the rest of your life. Because if you're going to do that, just go get a job, right? Like your life will be more fulfilling if you just went and got a job, right? You know, a lot of people, and, and I've seen this throughout our whole experience, a lot of the people we work with are doers, and you, as an employee, you you tend to be a doer. And when you self-employ, you're the doer. And you've got to learn how to become the delegator. You have to become, and you have to become the leader. And and that's a that's not a natural shift for a lot of people. We we have leadership abilities. We have leadership skills. Some are natural. Some are learned. But it's really hard for people who are used to doing everything to become the delegator, to become the leader. And, and they have to come out of their comfort zone. And that's where, you know, the distinction becomes, are, do you want to be self-employed or do you want to be an entrepreneur and have a business? Because if you're always just going to do, then you've created a job for yourself and you are self-employed. But if you are going to hire people and you're going to look to hire people because you recognize that you need the help, that the only way to really expand your business is to have the help, then you have to become the delegator and that's when you start to really go into that realm of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah, some of the most wealthy people on this planet were the number two or the number three in their company. They didn't they didn't think of the idea. They didn't drive the the, mm-hmm. the bus down the road. They they were they did what they were told. Right, right. They said, okay, this is your job. This is your role. This is your responsibility. And they were very successful. So it's it's not a bad thing if you have a talent, a skill set, an expertise to go apply that for somebody else. Some people feel like, I just, I have to work for myself and that's okay, but you can't have a crazy boss, right? Don't have a crazy boss who is so demanding and underpaying you. Well, and, and that's the thing. And if you are that crazy boss, if you've, if you've really been torturing that one employee that you have, it's a great opportunity to look for a coach and have a coach because Adam and I become that sounding board for a lot of self-employed people who don't have people to bounce things off of. And you become that sounding board because you're objective. There's really no skin in the game for you. And, and you could really advise that person to, to calm that crazy boss down, manage up, so to speak, and, and to really have a support that you need when you are on your own. And, and that's the big thing that I think that a lot of people recognize 
as they start to work with us specifically is how we become that sounding board. They have a problem. Who do they call? They call us. They voc, they send us a Voxer message. I'm struggling with this. Do you have five minutes to talk about this? And that's the, that's really one of the biggest purposes that we serve as coaches is to be that sounding board for people who have that crazy boss. And here's the best part of this is, is when we really allow someone to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and that, that they don't have to do all of this and they can be an entrepreneur and they can own a business instead of owning a job. The most beautiful thing about it is then they get to actually reclaim their life, right? They get to do the things that they want to do with their children or their friends or their spouse or just by themselves, which is key as well. But most of the time when you're in that purgatory of being just self-employed, there's no time for you. There's no time for the people that you love. And what we truly are looking for, of course, we want to help you be more successful. And of course, we want to help you grow and scale. But the, the thing that drives Tom and I is to help people reclaim getting back to who they are or becoming the person that they've always dreamed they could. If only I was successful, I would do this one day. If only I would do that one day. Well, this is what we're truly trying to do is take back your life and make it the best one that you possibly can have. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking as you're saying that and you're, you're going through, through that, the thing that we also see when somebody's gotten to that level of success where they could step away and not be working in their business as much, they go through this extreme guilt. Like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And, and the thing that we often have to coach them through is, is, no, you have the people to do this. You have to pay attention to it. That's what you should do is. But you've built this. So that you can reclaim your life, so that you can spend time with your partner and your spouse, you can spend time with your kids, you can spend time with yourself and getting a hobby, get a hobby. That's, that's, that's the other thing, right? Like uh, people wind up when they're self-employed, all they do is work and their spouses will complain. All you're doing is working and you have to be able to create that time for other stuff in your life. And when you're self-employed, you're so in it, you don't even see it. And that's why you don't see it. You don't see. Right. Right. It's just life passes you by. Mm -hmm. you, may, you may make some money doing it, but you're miserable. And yeah, life just right. passes you by. And that, that's the key. It's, it's what, you're, what you're saying there is as you take this back, right, as you take it back and maybe like you were saying, your, your spouse, oh, you're always working, always doing this and find a hobby or do something. Well, your hobby may be to build another business or your yeah. hobby may be to grow the existing business. And if you become more successful, it could mean multiple things. It could mean that you're making more money, but it could also mean that you're giving yourself more time. You're buying more time. Okay. And, and one of the keys that I say to everybody, and I always try to think of is the phrase more money, more problems. Okay. And some people think of it one way. Some people think of it another way. It's, it's usually a very negative connotation when people say more, more, more money, more problems. Like people mm -hmm. instantly, I don't know. If you listen to this, when you, more money, more problems, is that positive or negative to you? Obviously, I can't hear you. So I don't know. But <laughs> most people, <laughs> most people take a negative connotation from that. And yes. I, I'm, I'm very like half glass full silver lining kind of guy. And mm -hmm. when I tell people, is the more money you have, the more problems you can take on. Mm -hmm. So if you have more 
more money. It's the opportunity to take on more problems. And when our clients first become successful and, and by successful, I mean, they broke even, right? They're, they're like, okay, I could pay my bills. I could pay my staff. Everything's running. And I, and I reclaimed some of my time, right? At that point of success, I have them start developing and writing down what I call the problems list. And the problems list, I keep it on an app on my phone. You can write it down on pen and paper, whatever works for you. But the problems list is you being able to get out of your brain all the problems you would like to tackle one day, okay? And if I had more time or if I had more money, here's a problem I would like to tackle one day. And as you write those down, first it relieves the kind of the the, the, the thought process and yep. you know, always going through that. And I'm sure Tom could talk more intelligently about it. But what your brain's actually doing of storing that, not allowing you to move forward. It allows you to get it out, put it on paper, and, and know it's always there. I don't have to worry about forgetting it. It'll be there. But the second thing it does, and my favorite part about it is, when you finally do have more money or more time, you open it up and you're like, okay, I this 10 things on this list I want to tackle. Which one do I want to tackle now? Right. And you get to choose. And what most people think more money, more problems is, is as I make more money, I'm going to have more problems I have to deal with. It's no, no, no. It's, what do I get to deal with? Right. What have I chosen? that now I uh, have an opportunity to go ahead and tackle that problem. So that's part of reclaiming your life. And if your hobby is that I want to take on more problems, that's great, but choose the problems instead of the problems finding you. Exactly. Exactly. I love that idea of notebook. I love the idea of writing it down, keeping those ideas for the future, because those are not your problems right now, but those are the things you'd love to tackle when you're able to. I love it. That was awesome. Yeah, and imagine you can. That's, yeah. that, that's the thing. Dream about it. It's, yes. It'll be there one day. Awesome, man. man. This, was a, this was a great topic. I'm glad we finally, uh, honestly, anyone who's still around here, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that we, Tom and I have found kind of our direction, right? We're business yeah. owners, just like all the people we help and hopefully many of you who are listening. And we constantly have to find ourselves and what we're doing. And we practice what we preach and we go through our own 5WH system. And we're always talking to each other and keeping ourselves accountable. So I hope that our stories here are some of your solutions. We really are enjoying doing this. We appreciate every one of you who is listening. You can find us at AtomicBusinessCoaching.com. You can find us on Instagram, on YouTube, and pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. By this time, our book should be out, The Morning Meeting. Uh, so that's a pretty cool thing. We'll talk more about it in another episode and much more to come. So once again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Take care.